check one, check two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's to rob you sports to show. Is that so? I got what you want. The NFL miss real for our phone. It's been sport news. Give hairs the blues like betting your team, you know they would lose. Don't get it confused. I'm like shit calm, mixed with Uncle Scrooge, Mick Duck, get bucks, watch chicks cluck. What? Shine like wine from water. Wait, grapes. R.I.P. Stew with Scott, the late great. And welcome back to another episode of the Rob U Sports Stew Show. Week 14 of NFL 2019 season. Let's start off by taking a look at my picks from week 13. And in week 13, I went 8 and 5. So that was that was alright. It was pretty good. You know, I like to improve, but like a lot of things in life, there's always room for improvement. So I hope to improve on my record of 8 and 5 from week 13. Now let's take a look at some of the top storylines as we go into week 14 of the NFL season. And in the Carolinas, head coach Juan Rivera is out for the Panthers. After a nine-year hiatus, after a nine-year stint with a 76-63-1 record, including a 3-4 record in the playoffs, and also an appearance in Super Bowl 50, the new ownership of the Carolina Panthers has decided to part ways with Ron Rivera, and you can tell that a lot of his players thought very highly of him by the way that they reacted when they got the news that he was being let go by the team, but also with new ownership, they'll probably want to do things their way, but it's going to be hard to find another coach that can get Carolina back to the Super Bowl, I can tell you that. And I think a lot of the Carolina fans was probably surprised by this move just because they may have expected him to be there or maybe have more opportunity based off his previous success, which they were just in the Super Bowl against the Broncos a couple of years ago. Up next, with the recent firing of head coach Juan Rivera, does that also mean that Cam Newton could be the next long-term, long long-time Panther key player and personnel to be let go by the team. Well, it's already began to be some rumblings and some rumors that Cam services may be better suited for another location, especially with the rise of backup quarterback Josh Allen. Well, he had a hot start, but he has cooled off as of late. But who's to know if that new ownership will want to bring Cam Newton back but I'm sure if Cam Newton is let go or not brought back by the Panthers, I'm sure he'll be able to find another home somewhere in the league. Not to mention he'll be healing from a foot surgery, which kept him out for a lot of games this season. So we'll see what happens next with, with Cam Newton and we wish him the best. And then, Thursday Night Football, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, were taken down by a young Mitch Trubisky in a tough Bears defense. And all of the talk and all of the fallout after this game has been, when will Jerry Jones finally fire Garrett? You know, it's like, we see them before the game, you know, he's trying to trying to play cool with the owners, the owner's son, and it's just like, you know, the least, the least thing happens, he could be let go by this team. But what appears to be happening now is maybe Jerry was just talking tough earlier a few weeks back when he was saying some discouraging things about Garrett. 
and maybe he wanted to see if the play with the team would actually improve. But since those comments were made, the team hasn't actually improved. In fact, they've gone on a three-game losing streak. And a lot of these games that the Cowboys are losing, it's like they're close. It seems like they're in it, but then it just seems like they just let the game slip away. Maybe they're not utilizing. Maybe they're not utilizing Zeke to his best capabilities. They could spread him out more as a receiver. Maybe they're not calling some some plays they should be calling with the receiving core that they that they do have. Or maybe they're just that one key piece away, like another another skill player or another change of pace running back or a. a a tough, a tough stud tight end. Who knows? But those Cowboys, right now they're on the down, the downward slide. And this is, a, is this is what happens with a lot of teams when they give a, a running back or a key player that big payday. Sometimes you neglect other areas of your team with personnel where it could be helpful. Because even if Zach has a, even if Zeke has a huge contract. Still have to be able to pay enough enough other players to where the Cowboys can actually win some games. And there's still the matter of Dak Prescott and his contract and will they franchise him or be able to come to some kind of agreement. But with the recent losing streak, I don't think he'll be breaking any kind of annual quarterback revenue records coming soon this season. So we'll see what happens with that situation of America's team. And I'm sure we'll hear plenty more from Jerry Jones before the end of the season. <laughs> Moving along, we have Garrett's hot seat getting hotter or colder after the with an 83 and 66 record. We'll see how long Garrett can remain the coach of the Cowboys. And there have been some some rumors from behind the scenes that maybe the Cowboys have reached out to some certain coaches. From collegiate level such as Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley maybe they won't make a change in season but you never know stay tuned and next up we have a double dose of quality NFL top flight matchups and this week we have the Patriots versus the Chiefs and then we have the Saints versus the 49ers so I'm going to take a look at both of these matchups and when you talk about the Patriots versus the Chiefs, this is a classic matchup of offense and defense. And right now it's the defense of the Patriots only allowing 12 points a game and a 258 yards total defense, yards given up. Whereas the Chiefs are averaging 384 yards offensively, 29 points a game. So when you look at the matchup and the key components of each team, playbook-wise, you have to go with the Chiefs and the, all of the explosive things they can do. Head coach, I think Andy Reid and Bill Belichick is a very good chess match. Belichick with the defensive background, and this year with his Patriots specializing in defense. And head coach Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy with that offensive attack of the Chiefs. We're going to see if they're going to open up the playbook and show a few more gadgets this week or just air it out with Mahomes or maybe let Mahomes do some scrambling. When it comes to the quarterback, you have to go with Mahomes over Brady at this point with Brady's 
lack of weaponry on the outside and also with Brady's age and his lack of mobility. With running backs, I think both of these teams are pretty even. Neither one of these teams is a real big running running team. Patriots averaging 96 on the ground and the Chiefs averaging 94 yards on the ground. So when it comes to wide receiver, you have to go with the Chiefs. They have nice depth there. They have, of course, Watkins. You have Hill. You have Hardman. You also have Travis Kelsey, one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. So receiving-wise, you have to go with the Chiefs, whereas the Patriots, I think they're still trying to get on the same page with some of those younger receivers and also figure out who's going to be that go-to guy, who's going to be that third-down clutch receiver who can keep the chains moving and get more than, you know, like a five-yard in or out route. And then when it comes to the front seven and all the other defensive categories, I have to go with the Patriots because the Chiefs are not really known for their defense at this point. The Chiefs are allowing 372 yards per game compared to the Patriots allowing 258 yards a game. We know about the Patriots and their defensive backfield led by Gilmore, the McCourty Twins. And special team-wise, you know the Patriots keep some gadgets up their sleeve. And they also play all three phases of the game. So check out my pick for this game coming up in Block 2, Pharaoh Knicks Picks. And then one of the other top NFL games of this week, we have the San Fran 49ers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Now this game, is, it's a little more, these teams are a little more evenly matched than say the Patriots and the Chiefs where you might look at one is offensively and one is defensively. The 49ers can actually play offense and defense and they do have a, a nice running game with a nice stable of, of fast, talented running backs. Then you have Garoppolo who's he's 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 doing enough. He's not making a lot of mistakes and he's he's playing pretty solid ball this year. Whereas the Saints, led by Drew Brees Sean Payton's play calling. Of course, the Saints are known for offense, but they do have some defensive stoutness. Defensively, the Saints are only allowing 88.6 rushing yards a game, whereas the 49ers are averaging 116 yards rushing a game. However, the Patriots, excuse me, however, the 49ers allow 15.3 points a game, and the Saints allow 20.7 points a game. So you can see where the Saints give up more, more touchdowns per game than the 49ers. And then on the offensive side of the ball, teams are evenly matched with their yards per game. Saints averaging 361 yards a game and the 49ers averaging 378 yards a game. So when we look at the key components of these two teams, playbook-wise, I would say these teams are kind of even. The Saints have a lot of the explosive plays. And also different ways they can get Alvin Kamara the ball, different ways they can get Ted Ginn the ball. They have the stout Mike Tom, they have the stud Mike Thomas at receiver. Also, a few other key receivers who may be unknown or not household names, but they're pretty fast and they have good hands. And then on the on the 49ers side, they have that sound running game, the zone blocking scheme, the passes to the tight end the quick cut-ins, and then they have a lot of speed receivers 
So I think these two playbooks are kind of even. I think you're going to see a lot of nice plays and nice offensive and offensive creativity in this game. Head coach-wise, I think that I think that Shanahan and Peyton are pretty evenly matched. Shanahan is going to bring that zone blocking scheme, and Sean Peyton is going to bring a lot of offensive creativity. A few gadget plays here with Taysom Hill. But it's going to be an interesting chess match. But I think these two coaches are pretty even. Quarterback-wise, you have to go with Drew Brees and the Saints over Garoppolo. Running back-wise, I would give a slight edge to the 49ers because they have so much depth there with Mostart, with Coleman. And then with the Saints, this hasn't been this hasn't been Camaro's best season as far as running-wise. But he does have a good backup behind him with Latavius Murray. So I think the two running games are pretty evenly matched. However, the Saints average 107 on the ground and the 49ers average 148 on the ground per game. Receiver-wise, I would have to go with the Saints for the receivers I mentioned previously. Although the 49ers do have a nice combination of speed running backs and a solid tight end and Kittle. And then you have the offensive line. Here I go with the 49ers for their ability to zone block and protect Garoppolo. When it comes to the front seven, I think both of these teams are pretty evenly matched. You may give a slight nod to the 49ers, but the Saints have some pretty strong linemen up front as well, led by Howard on that D-line. And then you have the defensive backfield. And I would go with the 49ers here with with Richard Sherman and some of that some of that uh some of the cornerbacks and defensive backs that he's playing with this year. They're off they're defensively they're they're allowing about 139 yards receiving a game. Whereas the Saints allowing about 240-something yards receiving the game. So, the 49ers have a better secondary as far as the way that they allow yardage. So, this is going to be a pretty good matchup. And special team-wise, I probably would go with the Saints as well because they have they have Taysom Hill and they have some gadget plays in the cut. So, stay tuned for my picks for week 14 coming up in block two of the Rob U Sports 2 show. And before I go, the NFL Network has put together the NFL 100 of some of the top 100 players in the league of the 100 years. And there were some players I feel like they could have tried to squeeze in there or should have got honorable mention. But running back wise, they had a lot of, of course, a lot of top quality running backs in there. But a few running backs I think could have been added to this list. And this is in no particular order. Marshall Falk for the things he accomplished as a, not only a Colt running back, also his, the Rams running back with the greatest show on turf days. And he was, I believe, one of the first running backs to have a thousand yards receiving and rushing in the same season. So that's a pretty good stat. Not to mention Adrian Peterson, who's of course still playing. Maybe they didn't want to crown him too early while he stood in the league, but. In a hundred years playing, they have to they have to admit honestly he's one of the best running backs 
and has one of the best careers that the NFL has ever seen. Not to mention 2,000-yard season. Same can be said with Jamal Lewis. Not to mention the Damian Thomason for his running, his receiving, and his all-around great play. So those are a few running backs I felt could have been put in that list of omissions, omit of the omitted that they omit omitted. <laughs> but also on the defensive backfield side, I know he that he passed early, but Sean Taylor definitely if not even if he will from what he already showed, he was already one of the top defensive backs of all time. Just for his talent, his tenacity, his ball skill, his hitting, his speed. He was the complete package, Sean Taylor. So, definitely rest in peace. And I feel like he should have had honorable mention or been on that list somewhere. If it was up to me, anyway. And then, some of the modern shutdown cornerbacks. You have to remember guys like Akeem Tlaib, Richard Sherman, and Josh Norman. These are some of the top cornerbacks in in the modern era. And, of course, you may say that they lost, some of them might have lost a step or that Jalen Ramsey and Patrick Peterson are the new kids on the block. But up to this point, right after the, the Darrell Revis wave, it was all about Richard Sherman, Josh Norman, and Akeem Tlaib, in my humble opinion. Anyway. I'll be right back at Block 2 with a Rob You Sports 2 show with Week 14 picks. So keep it locked. And welcome back to the Rob You Sports 2 show, Block 2. Pharaoh Knicks picks as we look at Week 14 of the NFL 2019 season. 1 o'clock games. Carolina at ATL. Well, Atlanta season has been kind of going down recently. And I think this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Falcons, and they may have to have high turnover. Whereas the Panthers recently fired their coach, and I think this may inspire the Panthers to play some inspired football to win one for the old outgoing coach, Juan Rivera. Panthers 24, Falcons 20. Then we have the Miami Dolphins flying north to Jet Life Stadium to take on the New York Jets. And the Jets was on a roll for a little while and then they cooled off. But the Miami Dolphins are beginning to play with a lot of heart and they are one of those underrated teams. I think they have, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder and I think they will be able to go to the Big Apple in Jersey and get that win 21 over the Jets 17. Then we have the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, And the Colts had a strong start to the season. They hit a few roll, roll bumps, late, bumps in the road lately. Speed bumps. And then we have the Tampa Bay Bucks with that high, potent office. Only thing is, Jameis Winston is one of the league leaders in interceptions. And the defense, while it has talent, it's not always consistent. But in this game, I think the Bucks will be able to outscore the Colts and find ways to take advantage of that Colt defense with a final score, Tampa Bay 31, Indianapolis Colts 26. Then we have the Detroit Lions going to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And these teams have a long history. They've, they've been known as rivals for a long time. 
Also, Detroit is playing playing decent ball this year. I think they're getting back their running back carry on Johnson this week. But the Minnesota Vikings have that strong running game led by Dalvin Cook. Cousins with his potency and accuracy hitting those receivers. So in this game, I have to go with that Minnesota offense and also the Minnesota defense to win with the final score, Detroit 15, Minnesota 24. And in one of my games of the week, the San Fran 49ers versus the New Orleans Saints. And I think this is going to be probably one of the most exciting games of the day. It has everything you're looking for if you're a true football fan. And in this game, I do believe that going to be very close it'll be explosive but it'll also be some key stops by both defenses most notably i think the 49ers defense will be able to put a stop on the saints offense and i think the 49ers will prevail in a close game final score 49ers 24 new orleans saints 23 then we have the baltimore ravens going up north to west new york to take on the buffalo bills near canada and this game's probably going to be pretty chilly outside. Maybe even snow. Who knows? But Baltimore has been having one of the most impressive winning streaks in the season. They knocked off some pretty impressive opponents and found ways to win over some good teams. Whereas Buffalo is a team that's similar to the to the Ravens because they have a mobile quarterback and a stout defense as well. But in this game, I do believe the Ravens will find a way to win in Buffalo with a final score of Baltimore 20, Buffalo 14. Then we have the Cincinnati Bungles taking on the Cleveland Brownies. And the Brownies have had a rough season. Not really what everybody was hoping for. But I think with the, with the recent instatement of Hunt, I think this team is finally going to find some chemistry. Chubb's going to get on to doing his thing. I think Baker's going to find ways to find and get the ball to Beckham and also Jarvis Landry. So I do have the I do have the Cincinnati Bungles losing this game to the Browns, 21 Cincinnati Cleveland with a score of 31. Then we have the Washington D.C.s taking on the Green Bay Packers, and I think this is going to be a closer game than people might think. I think that the Redskins defense will be able to find ways to stop what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do and also think that the Washington Redskins offense may finally be able to get some continuity and chemistry going with Haskins and also Adrian Peterson in the backfield. They have some speedy young receivers and they may be able to take advantage of a Green Bay secondary. I do have the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington DC's triumphing over the Green Bay Packers with a final score, Washington 23. Green Bay 20. Then we have the Denver Broncos taking on the Houston Texans in Houston. And Houston has been also been a hot team with a big win over the Patriots a few weeks ago. And Denver's also a team that may be able to try to salvage the rest of the season. Now they're going with the young quarterback who they drafted Locke. And in this game, I do believe the Texans will find a way to defeat the Broncos at home. The final score, Houston 28, Denver 17. Four o'clock games. We have the Los Angeles Chargers going to the Jacksonville Swamp to take on the Jaguars. 
And in this game, I do believe the Jaguars now with Minshew with the helm will find a way to defeat the Chargers with a final score of Jacksonville 24, Los Angeles Chargers 19. And then one of the surprising AFC teams, the Tennessee Titans, now led by Tannehill, taking on the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. And in this game, I do believe the Titans will continue their offensive firepower, the stop running game of Henry, and a, a decent passing game, a passing attack with Henry Hill, be able to defeat the Oakland Raiders with a final score of Tennessee 31, Oakland 21. And then one of my other games of the week, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Pats in New England. Now, as everybody knows, it's hard to get a win in New England. And it's definitely hard to get the refs to give you any calls against them. But in this game, with the Patriots' limited resources on offense, and the way that they have to dink and dunk the ball without any real explosive plays over the top of the of cornerbacks or safety help, I have to go with the Chiefs and their offensive fireworks to be able to find a way to exploit and take advantage of the matchups in that Patriots secondary. Of course, Gilmore will probably be locked up with Tyreek Hill all game, or they may put him on McCole Hardman, one of their slot speed receivers. But it's the other players in the secondary and also linebackers who have to, may have to cover the receiver out the backfield who may be the weak link to expose on the Patriots for the Chiefs to get a win. With a final score, Kansas City 26 over New England 19 at home in a loss. And then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals. And this is another one of those defense versus offense games. Pittsburgh has one of the top secondaries now with Micah Fitzpatrick leading the way. And Arizona is using Kyler Murray in a similar fashion to Lamar Jackson without all of the explosiveness and all of the success as far as wins. In this game, I do believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense will be able to put a, the brakes on Kyler Murray with a final score, Pittsburgh 27 Arizona 17. Then we have a stout NFC battle with the Seattle Seahawks taking on the LA Rams. And the LA Rams seem like one of those teams when you think when you think they're going to lose, they win. And when you think they're going to win, they lose. But everybody knows they may not be as talented as they were when they made that Super Bowl run. We'll just put it like that. Then we have the Seattle Seahawks, led by Russell Wilson. What can you say? The guy, he's a technician at what he does. He knows how to matriculate the ball down the field and get some points on the board. He has some nice stud receivers out there. The height and size guys of Metcalf and Gordon. Then he has Lockett and Moore. So he has some nice weapons, not to mention two stout running backs with Carson and Penny. So I think the Seattle Seahawks are one of those most balanced teams in the NFC. And they're probably going to really make a push against... They're going to probably make a push against the 49ers and the Saints to represent the NFC in the NFC Championship against or the Super Bowl against whoever. Just my personal opinion. I think the Seahawks look real good right now. Los Angeles Rams on the other side. They've been shown to have some chinks, but they are 
they are able to bully certain teams. But certain teams, I think, they can look them eye in the eye and square up with them. They don't like that. Especially if you can get after golf and if you can shut down their running game. So I do have the Seahawks winning over the Rams for the final score. Seattle 30, Los Angeles Rams 17. And in the Monday Night Football Week 14 finale, have New York Jets versus Philly Philly Special. And New York will have a familiar face under center as Eli Manning makes his, his will it be triumphant return into the starting lineup for the New York Giants. So after so many start, so many weeks of seeing Danny Dimes or Danny Nichols or Danny Pennies do his thing, now it's Eli Manning's turn again to see if he still has the juice, still has the what it takes, gets, can get his mojo flowing, Got his swagger back. We'll see how he does in there for the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, when Eli Manning returns to the starting lineup. And what will the team chemistry be like? How will Barkley be utilized? And when it comes to Philly, will they finally be able to get their offense on track and have that consistency when they show so much promise and when they also went to the Super Bowl a few years ago? So, in this game, I do have Philly winning over the Giants at home with Philly scoring 33 points and the Giants scoring 24 points with Eli Manning losing in his comeback start late into week 14 of the 2019 season. And I want to thank you all for checking me out and enjoying the podcast. Rather you watch it or rather you stream it, I appreciate the love and support. Y'all enjoy the games. Be blessed. See you on the next one.